It's Cal and KO brought to you by Anchor. Uh, we're going to switch up the flow right now. KO's not in the building. I'm waiting for him to get here. Uh, but we are going to talk some sports and kind of electronics. It's, it's wrestling. Wrestling. I, I just bought my son a brand new video game. The WWE 2K18 game, and we've been going at it, and we've been playing, and it's it's, it's been a pretty fun game. So uh, this break is going to be with the kid. Okay, well, let's make sure you keep that mic close to your mouth, and you don't have to get louder when you go to talk. Just have your normal voice. You good? Do you need to do a check one, two? Do you see your levels? Yeah. Check one, two. Much better. So, uh, yeah. huh. so, so what do you think of the game? The only thing that I like as the wrestling game that there is a John Cena and a like a big show. Okay. The wrestling game has different things, and I like the one where you, where that's where you go anywhere on like the Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Go anywhere. I like that one. Oh, so. And I like the ring where you can get out. I like how the coach counts us out of the ring. Oh, yeah, 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 the steel cage. You like the backstage brawl. That one's fun, where you like, we can go backstage and fight on the limousine and stuff. Yeah. And then you like the steel cage match, where we have to climb out of the ring. Yeah. Yeah. And you said your favorite wrestlers are John Cena and Big Show? Uh-huh. That's what's up. What else do you, what else do you like about wrestling? Uh, do you like watching it on TV? Yeah. You do? But the way as the wrestling game, it kind of looks like the wrestling game show. It looks like the real thing, doesn't it? Yeah. It's pretty cool, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, did you, you remember when we were wrestling yesterday and I used the Ultimate Warrior? Oh, yeah. Did you like the Ultimate Warrior's entrance? Yeah. I liked, I liked the old cane. Oh, you like the old cane? In the regular cane. Oh, in like Brock Lesnar. That, yep, Brock Lesnar's on there. He's awesome. For those of you that haven't played the game, they have different versions of these characters. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, you could get them. Right. So, right now, you can have the current Kane because he's still in the WWE, but you can unlock some coins and you could get you could get the coins to unlock Kane from 98 when he was like a badass like and pretty awesome so we yeah. did that yeah and then they have you know they have triple yeah. h now they have triple h back in 01 they yeah, have triple the h back in like, I like i know that i like the cane almost came out yeah like the cane was unlocked because i like how the old cane was the best wrestler <clears throat> So I've been I've been making it a point to unlock some of the guys that I grew up watching, like Macho Man Randy Savage is on there. Ric Flair I haven't unlocked him. They've got two different Ric Flairs, but I unlocked Goldberg. We've got Stunning Steve Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin. We've got The Rock from 01, and then they've got The Rock that is currently a wrestler, like with hair yeah. rock, with hair yeah. rock and bald head rock, and. They have, this is what I don't get. They have the rock that, is, the newer rock, current rock, rated higher than old school rock with hair. So I yeah. wonder how they come up with the ratings for these wrestlers. They've got, I get some of the other ones, like yeah. Old Sting was yeah. moving faster than an old. Yeah. Did you follow, yeah. wait, are you following me, kid? You following me? You got me? Yeah. Okay, you're just being my hype, man. I got you. So they've got like five different yeah. Stings, like Sting from uh -huh. the 80s. 
Sting from the late 80s, Sting from the early 90s, yeah. mid 90s, and so on and so yeah, forth. Yeah, I know what you're saying. So, do you like, you like the cane from 98, the one we just unlocked, right? Yeah, and I like the regular cane, man. What'd you think of the big show? Big show? Yeah, I like the big show, too. That's pretty cool. Is there anything you would like to tell people about the wrestling game before we start to play the wrestling game? You think we should just start up the video game? Alright, so what we're going to do is we are going to uh, play, well, I think we're done talking about video games. Shout out to our brand new sponsor, WWE 2K18, for providing us with an amazing game and quality time over here in the household. 2K, 2K, 2K. Hey, what's going on, Kyle and KL? This is Kevin Joseph from the K Joe Show, and man, I love y'all podcast, man. Uh, just listened to a couple episodes, and y'all are super dope, man. Uh, uh, love how hip y'all are, even though you know y'all was kind of hating on the new age of rap, but it's all good. Definitely love the uh, NFL perspective of uh, what you guys bring to uh, Anchor. So definitely much love. Hope you guys keep it up, and I hope to hear. You know, a lot more podcasts from you guys in the future, man. Um, yeah, talk soon. K Joe, that's what's up, man. I appreciate the call in. Thank you for rocking with us, man. That that means a lot. And I went to check out the list of your podcasts and I saw there's an episode that says how you make money online. I'm sold. When I'm done recording and talking, I'm gonna go check that out. Kevin Joseph, good looking out, man. Thank you for rocking with us on Anchor. Of course, this is Cal and KO. KO ain't here. So I ain't talking football, but I did want to touch up on, on the uh, the new school hip-hop. You know, I'm not a new school hip-hop hater of all of it. As a hip-hop head, I like lyrics. I like creativity. So I don't have a problem with all of hip-hop. I'm always going to love hip-hop. I just hate all of the shit where everybody's biting each other. That's all. Where it all sounds the same. You know, back in the day. And again, I hate saying back in the day because that makes... Me sound like an old head And I know I'm an old head But I'm not saying it like that But there was a time where hip hop Biting somebody else's style in hip hop Was frowned upon Like that would get you clowned That was never ever ever allowed And that's what made me love hip hop Was that they were in the forefront When it came to music genres With, with the creativity That's why I wasn't messing with rock back in the day Or country back in the day um, grew up on R&B, of course, but all of all they do, for the most part, in my opinion, all they do is talk about love. Love you. You broke my heart. It's it's easy to make a song about love because everybody feels it. What I love about hip hop is everybody's creativity and they swag. So when it gets to the point where people are biting off each other and they all sound the same, I just can't mess with it. Plenty of good hip hop artists out there. Like I said, I love Kendrick. I love Logic. Uh, those those two come off the top. I love Psy High to Prince. I love Chance the Rapper, what he's doing. And I'm not mad at the club music. I'm not mad at the stripper club, you know, rake it up. I love that Yo Gotti. I, I DJ. So I'm not going to the club right now playing a bunch of shit from 1992. If I was younger, if I was in my 20s in the club and I was hearing shit from 20 years before that, like, that'd be disco. That ain't dope. I ain't going in there showing my age. So I know what shit's cracking, and I love getting a reaction as a DJ when I play the new shit. But as a fan of hip-hop, I, I want to hear what you got to say. 
And I want to hear if you're going to say Say it a little bit differently than the next man To you When they all doing it It's just easy to ignore them That's just my opinion on the mainstream Popular new age hip hop But there are plenty of guys that still Are about their bars I love Drake I love mixtape Drake though Not singing Drake Not signs Drake Drake is a dope lyricist It pisses me off when he sings so much Because he's so dope as a lyricist I liked Meek Mill until he got bodied by Drake There's a lot of guys out there doing their thing I mean I like ASAP There's a lot of dudes out there doing their thing So you let me know who you messing with Let me know if there's somebody that I need to get up on You know I'm, I'm down to take notes I'm a student of the game I can take the feedback and the criticism So K. Joe and anybody else out there If you got some artists that I should get up on Hit me up This is Cal and KO at Anchor K-A-L-N-K-O I appreciate the calls I appreciate the feedback That's what we're here for man Let's chop it up Let's get the discussion going Cal and KO brought to you by Anchor It's time to talk hoops What the fuck just happened to the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight? Did anybody see that game in Toronto? Number two seed in the Eastern Conference Toronto Raptors against the number three seed In the Eastern Conference Cleveland Cavaliers To defending Eastern Conference champions Three times in a row Cleveland Cavaliers that swept the Toronto Raptors Out of the playoffs last year And then what did Toronto do today In Toronto to said Cleveland Cavaliers team They stomped them out I think Cleveland lost by like 30 points So if you go back to the ass whooping they took earlier this week to the Minnesota Timberwolves in Minnesota with Wiggins balling and Cat balling, Butler balling against Cleveland. And then you get Toronto clearly with something to prove, trying to let them know that they're ready for the task to take them on come playoff time. Toronto made a statement. Everybody's sleeping on Toronto right now. They're quietly the number two team in the East that no one wants to talk about. Because everyone just knows, assumes, that Cleveland's going to turn it on when they need to and blow through everybody. Which I still do believe that as well. Because as long as you got the best player on the planet, uh, the odds are in your favor. Everybody uh, did their thing in Toronto. Too much to just single out one person. My question, though, is what's up with the Cleveland Cavaliers' defense? They've got a very talented roster. But they're kind of old. And it shows when they try to play defense against some of these young teams that are just going to run back and forth constantly for 48 minutes. And that's what Toronto did. Toronto was playing Cleveland's game shooting three-pointers. Now, I'm not saying this thinking that Toronto is actually going to beat Cleveland in the playoffs. But when teams that have experienced success like the Cleveland Cavaliers have, being in the NBA Finals the last three seasons, winning one of those titles... And the Warriors are kind of doing this too, so it's not just Cleveland. But what I hate to see is when teams, successful teams, take nights off in the regular season. And it's not even like they take the whole night off, they take off the first half. Let teams hang with them that they shouldn't let hang with them. And then it's almost like a challenge to themselves to see how big of a hole they can dig themselves out of. And a lot of teams are doing that. Cleveland is doing that a lot right now. But the problem is, is they're not digging themselves out of that hole. They don't have the defensive efficiency to play that type of ball where they just let teams hang around for three quarters out of the four. And it showed. Toronto knew they had the Cavs coming into town, and they made sure to make a statement. And they sure did. They stomped them out. Good for them. Yeah, man, I don't know what the Cavs are going to do trying to fix the defensive problems that they have right now. 
I don't know if you guys remember this, but this is kind of what they did last season where they were so worried about working on their offensive pace and their offensive chemistry to compete with the Warriors that they completely forgot about defense. And I mentioned a little while ago that, you know, they've got a talented roster of people that you know because they've been around for a minute and they have very solid resumes, but they're getting older. And and other than LeBron James and maybe a couple other people, they're not the most athletic team in the world. They're not running and gunning like because they've got just a bunch of athletes out there. They've got skilled ball players, veteran ball players. Corver can hit threes, defensive liability. Isaiah Thomas, IT, Mr. Fourth Quarter, defensive liability. Tristan Thompson is young, um, but he ain't the most agile dude. He's supposed to be the rim protector, but he doesn't have any offense. He's an offensive liability. Kevin Love, offense, defensive liability, though. Old Derrick Rose would have been perfect for this team. Slasher, young, athletic. Hurt knees, Derrick Rose. Lost some of that burst. Skilled player, though. Dwayne Wade, Hall of Famer. Lost faux steps. Not just a step. He lost, like, faux steps. Right? J.R. Smith getting up there. Offensive guy. Defensive liability. So, if there's any team out there that should not be taking nights off, when they're playing it's the Cleveland Cavaliers the Warriors have the formula they're the champs they have the formula on offense they have the formula on defense some of these teams have a formula on offense but they don't have it on defense they need to work on that some teams like Boston they have the formula on defense they just got to work on the offense but that offense and that team is so young and so fast and athletic that in a series they could give the Cavaliers fits Because LeBron James can play all five positions, but he can't do all five positions at the same time. Motherfucker ain't Bugs Bunny. You know what I mean? That's going to be a problem. He can only do so much. What are they going to do? You can't just turn. You can't. You can't decide. Okay, now we're going to play defense when you don't normally play defense. If you ain't known for playing defense, you can't do that. And LeBron can't save everybody. So there's hope for the teams in the Eastern Conference. Toronto has made a statement against the Caps. Boston has made a statement against the Cavs. Some of these teams in the West, you already know, have made statements against the Cavs. The formula is, we're going to run with y'all because you don't play D, and hopefully we make more shots than you. That's, that's, the way of the, that's the way of the league, though. We'll see what happens. You let me know what you think. And if there's a team you would like me to talk about over here, if you want to bring up your team and shout them out, I'm here for that. I do have a request. I'm not trying to talk about trash teams. And by trash teams, I mean teams that have trash records, like less than 500. There are a lot of popular teams out there, but if if you're bottom feeders right now, even if you're a popular team, we don't want to talk about y'all. Hashtag stay in your lane. Hashtag hurry up and get relevant if you want people to talk about your team. Now see that? That's the kind of winning attitude that's going to take this enterprise straight to the top. We'll be back. It's Cal and KO on Anchor. Warriors, warriors. You're my say, warriors, warriors. You're my say, warriors, warriors. Happy Friday to you and yours. It's Cal and KO brought to you by Anchor Talking Basketball. And the first game that I can think of, of course, tonight, you guessed it Golden State Warriors at Milwaukee Bucks. Marquee matchup the Durantula versus the Greek. Freak. Greek Freak was the leading vote getter 
for the Eastern Conference up until about a week ago, and then LeBron James became the leading vote-getter, and then the Cavaliers decided to fall off a cliff and stink as if they weren't the three-time defending Eastern Conference champions. I'm not hating, I'm just saying. And I'm not saying that they're tied together. I just wanted to just throw some shade. Admitted shade. But I'm excited to see this game between the Dubs and the Bucks. Milwaukee's an up-and-coming team. They usually play the Warriors tough, especially in Milwaukee. And good news for the Milwaukee Bucks. They are expecting to get Jabari Parker back in their rotation sometime in the near future. Good for him. He's been going through it with the injury, so it'll be good to see that young guy get out on the court and play with that very young, talented team. And I've always been a fan of Jay Kidd. He's one of Bay Area's finest, so I always got love for Mr. Handel's Jason Kidd. Tonight, Warriors, Bucks, it's going down. Everybody say Wizards, Wizards. Everybody say Wizards. Can't forget my son's other favorite team. The Washington Wizards have a game at home against the Orlando Magic. Orlando Magic are a trash team with a trash record. So if the Washington Wizards do not beat that team at home, that's saying something bad about the Wizards. Hopefully they can get it together. My son really gets upset when John Wall loses. I don't know why, but he does. Minnesota Timberwolves playing at home against the New York Knicks. Will the Timberwolves keep it going? They've been looking impressive over the last week, week and a half stretch. Will they keep it going? It'll be good to see. They should beat the Knicks. They're at home, but teams take nights off. Um, marquee matchup there is going to be the Unicorn against Carl Anthony Towns. That's going to be some good shit to watch right there for sure. But really, this Friday NBA schedule is about the Cleveland Cavaliers going to indiana to face the pacers will cleveland get they shit together tonight they done got their ass beat the last two games by a whole lot lebron hasn't taken consecutive ass whoopings like this in his entire career up until the last two games will this be the third game where he takes a real serious ass whooping and that team plays no defense watch out for victor oladipo he coming Cavs at the Pacers. Pacers surprisingly won game above 500. That's why they get mentioned. Good for them. Hopefully they get that upset against the Cavaliers. There's some other games on the schedule, but nothing that really jumps out to me. We see Memphis going to play in Denver. We see the Rockets at Phoenix. Houston's a contender, of course. They don't have Harden. Devin Booker is in Phoenix. I like that guy's game for sure. I expect Devin Booker to put up buckets on Houston tonight. And that's really about it. That's the NBA Friday preview. It's Cal and KO brought to you by Anchor. We're going to come back. We're going to switch it up. Talk video games slash sports. We'll be right back. All right, y'all. It's Cal and KO brought to you by Anchor. KO's on the phone. Just coming back from Hollywood doing 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 big things out there. Apparently, you know, how, how, how'd, the, how'd the commercial go? Yeah, I had to, uh, I had to be a Rams player. Uh, little commercial for Cedar Sinai, and uh, yeah, it was very uncomfortable in the Rams colors because you know, uh, me being a former Niner, I, I loathe the Rams. I despise them. <laughs> My man, that's what I'm talking about. So, um, so the Rams lost. They are no longer in the playoffs. They lost to the Falcons, and the Falcons are going to go to Philly and play the Eagles. Who you? Uh, what are your thoughts about uh, Atlanta at Philly? Uh, it's going to be a tough game, man. If uh, Philly's D-line gets off pretty good, uh, I think uh, Matt Ryan's going to have a hard time getting into his groove. 
So hopefully that run game will help uh, support that. But, you know, uh, the, the quarterback play for Philadelphia is going to be questionable. So, I mean, at this point, I say it's, it's kind of a iffy game, 50-50. Uh, but I think I'm leaning more towards the uh, the Falcons with the momentum going in to the playoffs. That's right. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with you, man. The um, the injury to Carson Wentz puts a big damper on Philly's plans, and, and Nick Foles is he's just not proven in the playoffs. I mean, neither is Carson Wentz, but Carson Wentz is a far better quarterback than Nick Foles. And I I feel like Atlanta is starting to catch their stride at the right time. You know, they were inconsistent during the regular season and. Uh, they lost their offensive coordinator to the Niners. He's our head coach. Shout out to Shanahan. Uh, but no, I, I kind I'm kind of agreeing with you on that one because Atlanta's defense is no slouch. I guess I'm just yeah. I'm betting on I'm betting on Matt Matt Ryan more than I'm betting on Nick Foles. Even though Philly still might technically be the better team, Atlanta's Atlanta's got the momentum. I dig it. Let's go uh, the other NFC game with the New Orleans Saints traveling to Minnesota. They played in Week One. But that was a completely different... Both of the teams were different then. AP was still on the Saints. He's gone. Sam Bradford was the quarterback for the the Vikings. He's gone. Dalvin Cook was the running back for the Vikings. He's gone. So it comes down to that amazing Vikings defense against Drew Brees and that amazing Saints offense. And the Saints got a a dope defense this year, too. Uh, What are your thoughts? That's definitely going to be a field position play. So, uh... Whoever's got the better touch teams right there is going to be that, that edge is going to help either the offense or defense get the early edge on. And look for that game to have very decisive uh, play early on in the game. If New Orleans Saints are on point, they're going to be on point early on. If they can't get into a groove, it's going to be a tooth and nail fight. And I think the defense for the Vikings is a little more uh, style-worthy. So I think they'll, they'll pull it off in the end. Wow. It's, it's hard to bet against Drew Brees, especially in the playoffs. When when Case Keenum is the quarterback on the other side for the Vikings, but that Vikings defense is hella real, and they're playing at home, and the Saints traditionally don't play that well on the road. So I think I think I'm going with Minnesota. All uh, right, yeah, I'm going with Minnesota. All right, that's I think what's they got that they got that energy that youth. I think they're they're very hungry for it too. All right, there it is. And then let's go AFC. We got the Titans, who in my opinion got lucky coming out with that win against the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Traveling to New England, do we really need to discuss this game, or is it is it just pretty plain and simple that New England should stomp them out? They're gonna stomp them out. Yeah. All right. Word. They're, they're gonna get up early on in the game, and they're gonna uh, have the other team playing from uh, coming from behind. And I think they're gonna have the ability to. You can't come from behind playing Tom Brady. You got to get three touchdowns in the first quarter in order to put some pressure on them. And even then, United States. So I'm looking to see New England breeze uh, through this game. All right. Funny but- finish. Me too And then the other game in the AFC uh, As a rematch Jacksonville Jaguars going back to Pittsburgh And you remember earlier in the year Jacksonville beat the shit out of Pittsburgh In Pittsburgh they got Big Ben to throw like five picks And that's when everybody started really Believing in that Jags D That was like their kind of coming out party Earlier in the year So does Jacksonville keep it rolling? And now they have Blake Bortles playing a little bit. Blake Bortles playing better at the end of the season than he was beginning of the season. Uh, so, does Jacksonville go back and, and repeat what they did earlier this year, or does Pittsburgh get revenge? No, I think Pittsburgh gets revenge. Pittsburgh is a playoff team. They're 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 proving themselves in the playoffs time and time again. And I know that they're going to be looking at that game they got beat earlier in the year. It's a lot of mo- motivation. They're not the same team that they were early on in the season, so I'm pretty sure they're. 
got the they got the cards played right this time, and I think they're going to come out with a victory. Yeah, I'm 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 agreeing with you. I think the revenge factor is going to play a part, although. Pittsburgh seems to be doing a lot more talking about the New England Patriots. Le'Veon Bell's talking about holding out next season. They're talking about everything other than the opponent that they're facing this weekend. That could be too much confidence or they just got it sewed up. I don't know. We'll have to see when they play, though. You know, that's why they play the game. You go from wild card weekend to divisional weekend. Each week, that intensity doubles, and the, the, the sense of urgency goes up. And I don't think the Jacksonville Jaguars have it in them to have that mindset ready to go. They don't have that kind of dog in them the way Pittsburgh does. When it comes down to it today on the playoffs, Pittsburgh is going to come at you heavy. It's going to hurt. There's going to be a lot of headbanging in that game. Yeah, I agree. That Jacksonville's defense is no slouch. They were showing some numbers uh, earlier today on TV. They were comparing the Jaguars' defense from week eight of the season through now um that's when they made the trade for marcel darius from buffalo and they've been yeah. they've been a uh, record-setting defense they as a as a pertains to like sacks and touchdowns scored they, interceptions they inter- were like 25 or 26 on that yeah 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 they're doing their thing so this is the game that's the toughest one for me to pick is this jaguars at pittsburgh game i in my heart i want to see jacksonville do it i'd like to see a new team but, you know, last time Jacksonville went to the playoffs, they played uh, Pittsburgh, up in Pittsburgh, and uh, they didn't get it done. I'm not saying there's any kind of correlation, but you know, that's got to be in the thoughts of a lot of people, and they got to, you know, fair to consideration with Pittsburgh Steelers knowing that. I think they're going to come in there heavy early on in the game. They're going to put up numbers quick. I hear that. If, if Jacksonville was able to beat the Steelers, I wonder if that young team would just be so fearless that they could be the team to go into New England and beat New England. Because we've seen that Pittsburgh can't. Like, New England is in Pittsburgh's head. So part of me doesn't want to see New England-Pittsburgh in the AFC Championship game just because yeah. I feel like we already know how that's going to play. So um, yeah. so maybe maybe Jacksonville beating Pittsburgh could be the fight that we need to see to, to see if somebody can rattle the Patriots. I don't know if it could be done, but I wonder. You know what I'm saying? Like, That would be good, man. It's true, man. Certain teams match up better than other teams. Even though those two teams, the outcome might be different. If you play a third team, each of those teams might be a different matchup for that that third team. Right. Um, The Jaguars are starting to resemble the, the, the New York Giants that got hot and won two titles with suspect play from Eli Manning, who just did enough to not fuck it up. But that defense with the pass rush and, you know, Strahan and Tuck and they were just dogs playing defense, and nobody else could beat Brady, but the Giants seemed to have their number. And they got Coughlin, the old Giants head coach, running the front office in Jacksonville. Maybe he brought that formula. Maybe he knows something. I'm getting a week ahead, but why not talk about it now? I'm just saying. I feel like there's, hey, there's, there ain't no rules in broadcasting. You talk about what you want to talk about. That's Let's real. Talk about my mama cookies. Let's talk about my mama no, nah. <laughs> nah, actually, I want to change. You stupid! I want let's talk. Let's keep talking playoff football. But I want you to like what were, what was your favorite playoff memory, and what was one of your least favorite playoff memories? If we got time to do them both, that'd be fresh. Let's start. Let's least start with the good favorite. one. Oh, which one? You going no, good or bad? Start with the bad one. All right. Bad, good. The least favorite memory was we would have beat New England and went in the freaking. We would have beat New England. We would have been in there, and we lost. By the fumble, Marlon McCree fumbled the ball, and we didn't win. Oh, 
That was yeah. That was worse. Best playoff victory was when Philip Rivers got injured and Billy Bullock went in there and Michael Turner and Phil, and Billy Bullock went in there and scored the game with a touchdown in Indy. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. That was a good one. Yeah, I I, I agree, and I remember I remember both of those. I was at that. I was at that New England game when you guys were the number one seed and Marty was the coach. It ended up being Marty's yep. last year, and all he had to do yeah. was just take the knee. But he he, tr- he tried. Yeah, just take the knee, and then you guys are advancing. Yeah, oh yep. god, that would hurt. You know what? Qualcomm was so quiet on that walk back from the stadium. My goodness, it was like yep. seventy thousand people doing the walk of shame. It was, it was, it was. Ooh, that one was yeah. rough. That- yeah, right there. That was there. Was the worst part of my career was losing that game. <laughs> yeah, man, that one was rough. But and then the and then your your best moment was what's cool was I think it was the very next season, right? Yep. The very yeah, next season. That, uh, everybody thought that uh, we got went out. That it was over. We came in there and just put up numbers and crushed them. In in we, we, we were we were in Indy's head in the playoffs. You know, I agree with that for sure. And the thing you is, remember the five interceptions uh, versus uh, Indy. Yes. We got that one. That one game was five interceptions. Yeah, we got the number. I That's agree. what I'm saying. It's certain certain teams match up well with certain teams, but if the other team plays the other the next team, they might not match up as well. Even though we beat that team, you know what I'm saying? Like two teams play, and uh, the loser of that team could possibly go on and beat the next team. Yes. <laughs> Goes on and loses to the next team. I agree. And you that know. Yeah, man, and I remember that year after you guys beat Indy in Indy, Philip came back and played that next game with like a, a torn ACL, and then that was also the game that LT hurt his ACL and then was gone. Ah, oh, that was, I mean, I hate to sandwich it, you know, least favorite favorite, and then bring back in a negative, yeah. but sorry, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it, I'm just, oh, no, it's real. I just bring that up just because it's like one one key injury. At the worst time in the playoffs could really make or break the outcome of it. And no one's going to see that in the history books. They're just going to see whether you won or lost. They're not going to remember that you didn't have the best running back in the game on the field. In Pittsburgh's case, just thinking about this, Antonio Brown's been hurt. So how effective is he going to be? You know, like, so if Jacksonville wins, it's just going to be considered a big choke game for the Steelers. But they're not, they might not be able to look at those things and remember that shit. I don't know. That's true. Just a thought. Hey, you know a funny a funny memory that just popped in my head. Uh, the last game in Candlestick Park. Oh. I got a catch in that game as a receiver. Yeah. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick. He right. got a first down. Yeah, help a field position. But I remember the end of that game, Navarro Bowman getting intercepted and taking it to the house. Oh, I remember that and game. I remember, I remember running on the, down the sideline right behind them, and then we scored. The whole team just rushed into the end zone and grabbed and picked them up. Yeah. We won that game. Went out to the playoffs. And that was the last victory in, in, at Candlestick. Like, yep. that was the way to shut it down, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, that was a beautiful thing. Oh, memories of Niners being good. Just a, Yo, what are they going to blow up Qualcomm? That's what I want to know. I'm looking at that thing. It's ugly. It's hella ugly. It's hella <laughs> ugly. They're going to save They're gonna yeah. save it for another year because they assume that the Chargers are coming back. They're not moving into that new. They're not so moving into that. Buy the Danny, right? Somebody's going to buy the Nemi rights of the San Diego Chargers. They're going to bring that franchise back to San Diego. They're going to build a new stadium. The current Chargers are going to get a new name and, and stay in L.A., and that's how it's going to happen. I see. Football will come back to San Diego, I promise you. Uh, there it is. That's how we're going to finish this positive note of the football segment. 
KO, I appreciate you, man. Thanks for the call. Drive safe. Hey, Red, Red, Red Nation. Oh, aye. Hey. <laughs> hey, hey.